So we're going to review Daredevil Season 3. We're going to cover Iron Fist Season 2. We're going to cover um, the new movie Bad Times at the El Royale. El Royale, which is... It's hard to say, El Royale. <laughs> um, and then um, we're going to kind of briefly plug a couple other things, like uh, you were going to plug Man in the High Castle Season 3. Yep. And then I was going to definitely plug very hard and shamelessly the new Netflix series um, Haunting of Hill House. So we got a lot to cover. So let's, let's get to it. Ram it in. All okay, right. Daredevil. We got to start with Daredevil. My gosh. Dude, so good. It was. I really dug it. It's... um. Daredevil is by far is the best Marvel Netflix show, and it just proved it. And I feel like this was better than season two. Um, arguably, I mean, it, uh, it might be better than season one. It might. You know what? I don't know. I would say they've got it down now. I mean, it, uh, any good show is going to get better and better and better. Um, and I think the fight scenes, storyline, oh um, I did have a few problems with it, but... We'll cover it, but all right, all right. let's go with what was good first. Well, first, I think it's interesting that, so Drew Goddard, who we'll get to him later with Bad Times at El Royale, who wrote and directed that. So he was the creator, but he had to back out as a showrunner for season one, which is weird that the creator wasn't the showrunner. Um, weird. Yeah. He had something else come up. So they had, they had a showrunner for season one, a different showrunner for season two, and a different showrunner for season three. So it's been, every season has had a different showrunner. Wow, and uh, it doesn't yeah, feel like it. it doesn't though. feel like it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do the fight scenes, man. The fight scenes were excellent. Yeah, Charlie Cox just killed it, man. Because a lot of times he's doing it without the mask, and like uh, the eleven-minute single take in episode four, jailbreak, dude. That was <laughs> only one word, epic. Oh my gosh, yeah. great stunt work, great camera work. Like I've heard some complaints about. It. I read some complaints about it online, and I'm just like, get over yourselves. That was amazing yeah i i i thought i mean i I felt like it it didn't feel over choreographed you know like it felt kind of genuine no and i love the extra stunt like the stunt so it wasn't just an easy shot no you had explosions you had fights you had fights in the background (laughs) yeah Uh, it was chaos oh man it was so (laughs) crazy um but then another like i really dug the um uh fight scene where uh he's got agent nadim and they're going through traffic and they're getting shot at. Yeah, and, uh, that was great. Yeah, when like when they were on the the bus, and and you can see it was Charlie, or it looks like Charlie Cox to me. Maybe it was a stuntman, but he like grabs the the seats. He's in the aisle and flips himself and kicks that guy. I'm like, oh, it was so cool. It, it was very good, and um, I mean, every every fight scene uh, was very uh, decent, well thought out. Uh, I didn't feel like it. They sold it short. Um, one thing I didn't like was the um i mean he was really getting his his butt handed to him a little too much in this i felt yeah i felt like, like a little overboard so like uh wilson bethel who plays um uh, bullseye <laughs> bullseye yeah they call him deadshot well, that's dc well, like uh, he was going by uh wasn't he going by point dexter yeah or dex, dex. he's going dex. by dex and uh no he he was great and we can we can yeah. cover him in a second but um and I loved the all the throwing and like it was intense, man. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he was he shouldn't have been as much of a match for Matt Murdock. Um, right. He just he was too good of a fighter when that's not his. Doesn't seem to be his specialty. Specialty is the throwing and the shooting. Yeah. You know, and and I just don't think he think of him as that good of a fighter. But 
Um, Which I did enjoy. I mean, him throwing things and being just, oh, that you was know, awesome. Yeah, I mean, just killing everybody. With and like, and that, that could very easily <laughs> go in a very cheesy way, but it just it, did, it was more terrifying. In well, this. even when just he was how... banking shots. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just brutal. <laughs> it was, and he just and the way he just throwing things like constantly, and yeah. it was like it's terrifying. Like you, if you were stuck in that situation, you know. But when they were hand to hand, I felt right. like Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock should have had the upper hand. That's what I think too. I agree absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did, I did enjoy his um, his anger fits, like his rages. I did think yeah. that was a good character uh, for uh, Dex. Yeah, for Dex. Yeah, no, it's great because the first couple episodes, he's very sympathetic. Yeah, and uh, and you can tell he's kind of douchey, but like he also you also care for him. And then near the end, like he's just well, and then like, more like the middle. Like you just hate him, and then by the end, you just like you feel sorry for him, and you're terrified from you know of him. Like so, the actor did a great job, and the writing for the actor, for the character, was was top notch. Um, Oh man, you know Deborah Ann Wall as uh, Karen Page has annoyed me in years past, but I thought she was really solid in this. Yeah, she's she kind of stepped it up. I didn't I didn't really care for the I didn't the one episode I thought this season didn't really need a whole episode of her backstory. Yeah. That to me, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad. I'm episode, just like, but it was like, yeah, I don't, need I didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we agree on that too. Yeah. Uh, oh Vincent D'Onofrio is outstanding as Kingpin. Oh dude. And I love that. I love that they called him Kingpin more in this one. Uh-huh. He had the white suit more. And, um, just that he was in every episode. <laughs> his acting. Oh, is he is so, amazing. He is the king. Dude, he oh. is totally the king. Band. And the casting's perfect because <laughs> he's huge. And like, yeah. and you notice he's a big guy in other movies, uh-huh. but they, they really play it off. And actually, there's some times where there was a scene or two where I was reminded of how they filmed uh, Lord of the Rings and how they made Ian McKellen look so much bigger and it was more like camera tricks. Right, right. And I felt like they did that a couple times in this and I loved it. I love that he seemed so huge to everybody else. Um, No, D'Onofrio, I mean, he is one of the most underrated actors out there. I mean, his performances over the years. I mean, especially, um, I think this, Full Metal Jacket and Men in Black. I mean, Men in Black, I know it's a cheesy, like, you know, but but he's amazing He's a good actor. Yeah, he really is. Well, uh-huh. even I mean, even his character in uh, Jurassic Park, yeah, you know, is still he's still a good, good, a good a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just like, wow, this guy can do a lot. Um, Jay Ally Ali Ali mm-hmm. probably uh, as as Ray, Ray Nadim. I, you know, it's interesting when when you have like a new character like that and they get so much screen time. I often will get impatient with them and be like, okay, why are we spending so much time on this? Because he was a nobody. But he's I mean, nobody. Yeah. But I felt like it, you know, at first I was like, okay, what's the story? You know, is right. he going to be something else? Like, whatever. But, and I'm like, okay, why are they wasting time here? But then I'm like, no, they're not wasting time. I was actually intrigued by his storyline and his performance. And, um, well, he was crucial because of a certain element that was kind of like hiding. Right. It was like an unseen <laughs> element. And then once it presented itself, he went, Oh yeah this this episode <laughs> this season had a lot of twists and it we're gonna did. give some spoilers here and uh, like when his boss shoots her boss mm-hmm. right in front of him yeah that you're was like, whoa that was that came out I mean I kind of thought she's got to be in in this but then they didn't right. really hint at her at all no yeah and I'm like well how come she's always 
kind of like oh he's in debt so that doesn't make any sense right yeah why why can't you get him a raise because he's in debt yeah get him out of debt so he's not (laughs) that would help so he's not a threat to the department right yeah you know and you don't have to train anybody this makes sense to me give him give the man a bonus nope she's she wanted him there right she needed him there and uh no no and his his storyline was great and it was very tragic um yeah and you know actually the second to last episode when he dies it, it pissed me off because I'm like, he's just given mm-hmm. up. And then the next step, the last episode when they tied in how he filmed that thing and, and actually his his testimony was key right. to everything. Then I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Like I didn't like the storyline when he died, but then I figured out, okay, well, that's why. Yeah, I'm with you too because, you know, his death, I was like, wow, man, that that hurt. Yeah. Because he was just on, the, on this like road to redemption. and Right didn't get a chance and then you're right yeah with the they did kind of redeem the show i would say right well then even in the video uh on the last episode you know one of the things i was thinking was you know he is a good man and he's been a good man the whole time and you know he was in shell shock when he got when his boss shot that other guy right and and he was just kind of like i think i i viewed it as more like shell shock when he was aiding and abetting it wasn't like he was really into this. He was like, I don't know how to get out of this. Like, yeah, what he was in the world? Stuck. Yeah. But in the and so what I was annoyed with, you know, is like they were going to give him five years in prison, and then he just gives up and he gets killed, and like, right. what? Well, then in the video, and they didn't, they didn't really portray this until the video. He said that he was aiding and abetting for weeks. Yes. So like, I didn't get you don't get that as the viewership. No, you're just he, thinking this is like this a couple is days like happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was weeks. It was weeks. And so then you're like, okay, yeah, he's guilty. yeah i mean but you still know he's a good man but it's just like but still i mean even even with weeks you still completely understand if you're in his shoes like Mm -hmm. i don't know how to get out of this well how can you when you can't you don't know who to trust right there's secret meetings going on with the higher ups right and they all refer to him as the same person and he has something on all of them right and yeah it's terrifying there's you can't buy power like that well and how about um how about daredevil's um the twist with his character as far as finding out who his mom is. Now, I, I was not a, I'm not a comic book guy. Well, that's, um, that is, it is gospel. But, yeah. but I did, you know, when, when they were announcing season three and, and they said about, well, I guess even in the end of Defenders, he has a sister Maggie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to him. And so I read about it then. I'm like, who's sister Maggie? And so I read about it. So, I mean, uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine earlier, a couple hours ago, and he was, he didn't know that was his mom. And he just watched the episode and he was like, whoa, like he was blown <laughs> away. So I was kind of bummed that I knew that, you know, and that I didn't catch the the weight of that twist. But well, and you never um, know if they're gonna follow the comic or not. Like it's right. like they kind of tease with it, you know. Right. So now, do you recognize the actress who plays his mom? Um, no. Who's Willow. She? Oh, remember the movie Willow? Yes, she's the female lead. So she's gonna. In, is she gonna be in the new one? I don't know. Yeah, they're talking about Willow. They're too. talking about doing it. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So that'd be great. I don't know. Here's a little. I don't know why I know this, but uh, celebrity trivia. So she met Val Kilmer on the set of Willow, and then for years afterwards they got married. And she was oh. she was cast. She, her name's Joanne Wally or Whaley or something, and uh, so she was cast as Joanne Wally Kilmer. Yep. Like it was hyphenated, oh, okay. and then they got divorced. And so I don't know. I don't know with their divorce and and top, and then Val Kilmer's health. You know, Val Kilmer's going to be in Top Gun too. Oh, He's got terrible what? health. You know, they're making Top Gun too. I right? did not know that next that- year. They're that's, filming it right now. That's blasphemy. It's ridiculous. That's almost as bad as Gladiator. Gladiator too. What is going on? Oh, Ridley Scott. He used to be great. Remember that? Remember when he used <laughs> yes, to be great? I do. But like now he just makes sequels of 
stuff like, like you know what we should do gladiator 2 <laughs> oh, you the know, afterlife I, they've actually no. talked about it over the years and yeah. i always thought it was a dumb idea yeah. and i think most people thought it was a dumb idea and so Absolutely. now they're like but oh really scott get get a hold of yourself man do spartacus something else do something else yeah, yeah, like yeah. or just retire because right now you're making poor decisions and then the one thing when he produced blade runner and not directed it which i'm so glad right uh blade, blade runner 2049 then he criticize that i'm like that's better Dude, than anything you've been doing amazing. recently yeah. that was the most amazing i i almost wanted to cry because it was so beautiful oh man it's better than anything he's done in a decade or more yeah oh yeah. gosh so ridley scott what's going on okay okay uh peter mcrobbie as the as father lantum that was Dude. that was a heartbreaker him getting killed i think yeah. he's been he's been great on the show i've really enjoyed his character he's a good solid character for yeah. sure uh so that's sad uh let's see here once again, Wilson Bethel as Dex was really good. He was he's great. I won't I can't wait to see more of him. How vicious he's gonna be with his new um additions. Right. His upgrade. Right. Yeah, it was fun. Oh my that was a gosh. fun little scene at the end. Yeah. Uh I liked uh the guy who um makes his suit and he was in another episode. Right. Uh and that was good because he's because what's he? What's his character's name in the comics? Uh, I don't know actually. But he's a villain in the comics, and he throws the buzz saws, and so he was doing that in that fight scene. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't remember his name is. <laughs> so Melvin Potter is his character's name. So we'll look that up. Yeah. And then you know who who was not in this ep- season? Hmm. Turk. Oh, Turk was barely, huh? Yeah. No, he wasn't even in the season. He wasn't in it at all. No, he's been in everything. And I, what's I going love on Turk. here? Rob Morgan, man going on with turk i didn't even notice i was like waiting for him like when's turk gonna show up because i just i don't know rob morgan is just a good character actor because they didn't even have uh what was her name uh clary the the oh claire temple they didn't have claire well she's kind of i think she stepped down from the series oh from, she did not the series from the universe from the universe I don't think, oh. yeah she's kind of voiced her she's not interested in doing the character anymore all right let's look this up melvin oh. potter Marvel. For some reason, I thought he was like in the beginning or something. For some reason, no. Uh, Gladiator. That's his character. Gladiator. That doesn't so the, sound familiar. At so all, the guy that does his suit <laughs> is Gladiator, and so he throws these buzz saws, and so he did that in the fight scene. Remember? See like that. Yeah, we're looking at pictures online. All right. Anyways, Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, no Turk. See, like you have on IMDb it doesn't have 2018 as a year. That's, that oh, that's right. That's so, so he weird. Wasn't even in it. No, so Turk. weird. No, but yeah, I really, really dug Daredevil this season. Um, I was just surprised, and just as each episode, like I felt got better and had all these twists, and it was just, it was really good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I think they hung on to the Dark Knight Rises thing too much. It felt like it, yeah. Which is funny because then they break Poindexter's back, right? Like, which is kind of another Dark Knight Rises thing. I mean, I saw so many themes through it. Yeah, you know? it was like, oh my gosh. But it was um, still good. It was, I'm not going to hold that against it. And is there a better? So we we agree it's the best Marvel superhero, Netflix Marvel superhero show. Is there a better superhero show? Period. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Not, I don't think so either. Man, I dig this show. Yeah, and me it too. Was, I, and so when Iron Fist and Luke Cage got canceled, I was okay with that. And I'm I I kind of want to see a Heroes for Hire, but we don't know. Like, are they going to renew Daredevil? Are they not? I would they, I would be heartbroken if they don't. They probably should. I mean, I think this one they should keep it going. It's it's critically acclaimed, it, it, like it's getting great reviews. It is. I think they need to ride this train. Um, Iron Fist, I completely agree with canceling that one, especially since I just finished it today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely finished. Yeah, done with it. Yeah, you done with it? Yeah, dude. I'm like 
Really? All right, well, let's, let's go over there now, because okay. I like this season of Iron Fist way this, better than th- the first season. Th- no, I can agree that I like this one better than mm-hmm. the first one. Oh, yeah. Easy. But seriously, this one, I couldn't stop laughing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Some scenes in this were just so stupid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, what's some stupid scenes? Oh, my. Oh, I don't want to get right to the last scene. But what with the guns? Yeah, that was. I know that <laughs> is that I, in the comic book. Yes, it is. Sadly, it's it, in. A, it it's in. A, a it's in a series. It looks it's, a little se- cheesy. It, in the it is not common, but there is a comic with it. What's the point of it? The guns and the bullets yeah. having his power. Yeah. What's the point chi, of it? The cheese and the bullets. Yeah, but no. Still, I know a bullet is a no bullet, point. and the bullet can still penetrate things and. Right. Like, well, and if you even notice, her sword at the end lit up. Too. Yeah, no, that but, one. I, that one's cooler than. No, I, I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that one. Right. I would love to see a female Iron Fist and be like, bye bye. Or Dan. even, or even just a sword, yeah. like with the Iron Fist power. That's a cool, cool idea. But a bullet already, already yeah. penetrates. Like it's like, how can you make it more well, strong? Well, and he's like, double fisting too. Like, yeah, he's got both guns. Right. I don't want. Yeah. The yeah. Du- yeah. But he still. like goes to China and snorts an old Iron Fist <laughs> ritualistically and becomes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole reason for going to China. Oh. He's like, I don't want the power. I'm going to go to China and get it. What? Right, and he goes and gets double power. Are you re- what is wrong with you? Yeah. You are a contradiction. You are the yin <laughs> and the yang. What the heck? Yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah. I, I I the do... story was much better with, the, was, with Davos. And uh, I really liked Alice Eve as uh, Typhoid Mary. Well, Typhoid I... Mary. She was generally she... nuts. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think she did great. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Walker. Yeah. Slash Mary, yep. And I, and, and if good. they did a Heroes for Hire, I really hope they bring her in oh. at least as like a part time villain, if not a full time, because she was solid. I think that's where they're going. Actually, I, I hope they do, because um, they you know they really built it up with having Misty Knight in like half the episodes this right. time, right? Um, and I don't mind her actually. She's a little cheesy. Yeah, I mind her. Like she gets old. Like yeah. I know Robert's not a big fan, and and there are times I don't like her, but she was fine in this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has some cheesy lines, and and the way she just lets things happen, like, oh yeah, you guys do your things, I'll I cover the, I'll cover right. This. But then other things, she gets like, and then that, that dude are, just kills that are, her, right? Kills the dude, shoots right. the dude right in front of her. He's like, oh yeah, you guys better go, right? <laughs> what? And there's other things that are less that are this. that are that are not nearly as big, and she's like, I can't, I can't let this go. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Like, what's your consistency? <laughs> I, can't let, I can let you shoot somebody. Oh yeah, we can let somebody shoot. Um, We're not gonna let. I, I, thought, this guy. I thought in season one, Ward was super annoying, but I didn't mind him in this one. Um, Ward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his acting's gotten better. Yeah, he was And I better. like his character way more. Yes, I was way way more interested in him this yeah. time around. The little street guy, BB, I wasn't in, into his character mm-hmm. at all. And then when he gets killed and like it's a big thing for Colleen, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, I thought the fight scenes were a little better this time. They were better. Um, They're not perfect, especially now that no. Daredevil came out. Like, it's just... Light years different. It is different. I, I think yeah. Colleen's a much better, or Jessica Henwick, who plays Colleen Wing, Dude, is a much better she's fighter. Good. Yeah, yeah I really like her. She had some cool. Best fight scenes were with her. I would like to see her in some like, um, like, you know, Jackie Chan style female series of yeah, some kind. I could see that. Like Iche, like I'd American version of I think it's Iche. Oh yeah, yeah, the killer or whatever. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. I would love that. That she would be good. Yeah, she was she was solid. Um, or Project Echo live action. No, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I mean, it was much better, but uh, and I do you agree it was better than season two of Jessica Jones and season two of Luke Cage? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Now I would say the last episode, I was like, because it was you know when they defeat Davos. Davos, yeah. I was like, 
okay, this needs to be over right now. <laughs> I kept saying that to him. Yeah, myself. well, there was another like 20 minutes or something <laughs> like, like that. This needs to be over. Hurry up. Be yeah. over. There's there's an ambulance scene between, uh, uh, is it Willard or what's his name? Davos and. No, and... no, no, no. It's um, uh, the brother and sister. Oh, Ward and Joy. Ward and Joy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this needs to be over. Yeah. I don't care if. Oh, you're liking the morphine? Okay. Right. Let's yeah. speed this up. I agree with <laughs> that. I agree with forever. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, it still was sloppy. It was much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but. They were like tying up ends, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we can tie this up a little quicker. Please. Right. And then he breaks up with his girl. And I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, that was pointless to me. Yeah. And it, weren't, it wasn't really a breakup, but it was a breakup. And it was like, why? Don't be mad. I'm, I'm going to back home and I'll be back. That's all I had to say. Right. You have to be like, I yeah, I didn't understand. I can't be with you because you're stronger than me. I That's what under- I was hearing. Right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is. It's a total, yeah, um, masculine thing. And it, like, I felt like it. And yet, like, and even just the last couple episodes, when they were, like, questioning their relationship, I'm like, wait, why? Right. What's the trouble? I don't understand what the trouble is. There was like, really, <laughs> yeah, they were, like, manufacturing, like... Yeah, and all of a sudden, they were doubting tribulation. themselves. I'm like, wait, why? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, right. um, it was nice that it was three episodes shorter, but it was still right. too long. Yeah, it could have ended at nine, I think. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, Daredevil's definitely worth watching. I'm I'm stoked for next year's season two of Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh will, yeah, that would be good. I will watch season three of Jessica Jones, but I don't know what to expect. And I I still would like to see more crossovers. I mean, I don't mind. I don't like Iron Fist super like that great. But you know mm-hmm. what have been you know what have made Iron Fist great is when he needed help and Daredevil just showed up for a second, right out of nowhere. And just started kicking some butt and then be like, see ya. Right. You know? Well, that's what was like, come that, on. That was a great episode of, not great. It was one of the better episodes of Luke Cage season two when Iron Fist shows up yeah. and helps him. Yeah. And everyone says that. Like, that was all right. over. And yet, I agree with you to a point. So I. It like, doesn't have to be all the time. No, like, here's the thing. I agree with you to a point, except when it involves Daredevil. Like, in every, almost every other season of these other shows, mm-hmm. I always like, Where's the other guys? Right. But in Daredevil season three, I never even thought once oh, about the no. other shows. I don't think they. He, I don't think his show needs them. Not at all. I'm saying there was this that la- one that last scene, right? You know, where like you know Danny's getting his butt handed to him, right? You know, and, and she's get. I mean, she's getting the beat down too. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if Daredevil just kind of like, hey guys, I'm here. Kind of like the end. I mean, see ya. Punisher was you know? in the whole. <laughs> Punisher was in all of season two of Daredevil, but right, right. kind of like that big fight at the end when he just shows up, shoots a couple guys, and it's then walks dang away. Cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. No, that'd be perfect. Yeah, and, that, and I did miss that in that Punisher. I mean, they had Karen Page, but yeah, Punisher didn't have anything, and Defenders ignored Punisher. Yeah, that was that was that was a bummer, yeah. and yeah. um. Um, but yeah, Daredevil, I don't even think they referenced the other shows until the final episode when they're sitting <laughs> at Foggy's meat place and they were talking about their new law firm. Right. And he says, you're a more stable investigator than Jessica Jones. And that, when he said that, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the other oh, shows. Oh yeah, Jessica like, Jones. That, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, has he seen Jessica Jones? Oh wait, oh, wait. that's yeah. in the same universe. <laughs> so no, I love that just that yeah. Daredevil doesn't, they don't even care. Yeah. But the other shows need it more. No, they do. They and so, Yeah. Just a little bit, you know. So with the with Disney having their own streaming service and Marvel switching stuff over, I don't know if they'll do a Heroes for Hire, but that's what. And they should do like a miniseries, like eight episodes. Oh, that would be like great. not even not even ten. Yeah, just eight. 
Kind of yeah. like Defenders. Dude, I will settle for four. I will settle for four. I would. Oh, uh, yeah. It's fine. No, yeah. Just totally. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. All right. So that's those two shows. Yeah, man. Um, you want to stick with the show thing or you want to go to Bad Times? Um, let's go to Bad Times for a little bit. I'd like to hear about it. What you right. got and all that. So Bad Times El Royale. Uh, Drew Goddard is one of the one of the hottest writers right now in um, uh, you know working right now he's only directed this is only his second movie he directed he did Cabin in the Woods which I love Cabin in the Woods and I really like his directing as he's we said he's the creator of Daredevil uh, well the the show Daredevil mm-hmm. um, what else he wrote The Martian World War Z he was a writer on Lost he wrote wow. Cloverfield. Um, he's a writer on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I mean, he's he's a hot hot commodity right now. He's done a lot of things I've liked. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so that's why when I heard he was making Bad Times at the El Royale, I'm like, you don't even have to show me a preview. I'll watch it. And the preview <laughs> didn't show much, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. And um, and so it's solid. It's it's really well written. Um, it's uh, it's got some similarities to. Uh, Tarantino. Okay. Tarantino as far as style. Well, a uh, a start of um, as far as like story building, like he he'll um, break off linear stuff to tell background stories, like he did like Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. You know, it's kind of gotcha. And so, um, his his characters aren't anywhere. None of you don't see a Tarantino character in this movie. So his characters are very original. Okay. Um, it's not ripped off in that way, but um, yeah, if you're you know with all these sequels and adaptations and remakes, like if you just want to see a nice original story, this is it. Like this is a good original story. It's uh, it was really good. It's not as good as I hoped. Uh, it's not as good as Cabin in the Woods, in my opinion. I think that was just a great original story in itself, uh, with that twist at the end. But it was solid. Jeff Bridges was solid. Chris Hemsworth. Like, he's on a new level for me. Like, so he's huh. he comes across as you know, and Thor was this you know beefcake and <laughs> yeah. action star. Yeah, and that's how he is for a couple of years, and then you start to see him in comedies or in Thor three, and you're like, oh man, he's got great comedic timing. Yeah, and now with this, he played a villain, and I'm like, this is a new kind of thing for him. And I'm like, huh. he, he did it really well. So oh, that's good to hear. He's starting to show some depth, man, and, and uh, he was a great villain. He's not in it a ton. It's really kind of a small part. Um, huh. One of the main characters is an actor named Cynthia Erivo, and this is her first movie. She's got another one coming out, Widows, in, in like a month or two, which looks really good with Viola Davis and a bunch of other people. And and so I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> and in this movie, she's a singer, and it's set in the late '60s, and she sings several times uh, a cappella, just kind of in the background. And I was blown away. Like I'm, I've, I've. I've had training with singing, like I like I know what singing is, and I'm like she's she's light years better than me. Like she's oh, phenomenal. <laughs> so when I got off, when I got home, I, I I'm like looked her up. I'm like, who is this person? And apparently, she's a Tony Award winning actress. Of yeah, Broadway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she was she, she was probably the female lead, and she was really good. Um, and I think my favorite scene was, and you kind of see it in the previews, is. There's like a secret hallway that can look through the like his two way mirrors in each hotel room, and to to spy and you know creepy stuff. And there's this long scene where John Hamm 
is in the hallway and he's looking into the different rooms and you're watching what's happening. And um, you can turn on the audio and hear what's going on in that room or you can turn it off and not hear anything. So he only has the audio on in Cynthia Arrivo's room and she's singing this old Izzy Brothers like kind of upbeat, you know, uh, like old R&B song. And it's, you know, catchy. And she's singing an acapella and this this whole scene, this nice long scene. And yet, even though it's kind of upbeat, it's kind of like a dark undertone. And there's like dark things going on in the other rooms. And it's and you can see every time you're looking into a room, you're seeing John Hamm's reflection at the same time um, off the two-way mirror. And it's just a really cool, like long scene. Uh, but it's got some cool twists <laughs> and it's, it's well written. So, yeah, check it out if you want an original story. Sweet. It looked good. It looked like it was kind of fun. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of money because <clears throat> even though you hear people all the time complain, like they never make anything original. When they make stuff original, people don't go see it. So <laughs> Gosh, they people, want something with a brand name. You guys don't know what you want. Right. I mean, right now, this weekend, Bohemian Rhapsody is already making a ton of money. And that's an original thing, but it's based off of a story that everybody knows. Well, yeah, like, but this is <laughs> so why. It's not original, original. This is why, and I hate it, but this is why. Um, all the law and orders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, people they cover, love that crap, but it's ripped from the headlines. It's it tells ripped from you, the headlines. This is ripped from the headlines, and then we jazz it up a bit. Yeah, they change the character names and stuff like that. It's and, like, how's yeah. that original? Get that show off the air. We hate. I hate that stupid show. Yeah, and every it's single been on version since I was like, of it. It's been on since like I was a baby. Right. I know. <laughs> like, what like, the heck? I'm tired of hearing that stupid. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> oh, get that NBC. Shut it down. <laughs> we need something new, fresh. Yeah. Bad Anyways. times at El Royale, right there. I'll never work for you, NBC. I'll never. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Today Show. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm not saying anymore. Okay. Right. Anyways, <laughs> my dad loved NBC. <laughs> uh, but uh, a show that I, that Jackie and I found, I just gave this thing a chance, and I, I read reviews that people were passing out, people were throwing up. I don't know. I don't know why that was happening. Maybe just out of excitement because it was just so freaking amazing. But this new this new uh, Netflix series and Netflix, you have my heart now. Um, this show, playing, bringing their A game. They are, they really are. And this show is called The Haunting of Hill House. It is phenomenal, and I guess it's based on a novel that was written like in the fifties. But um, it has a, a, a new element to it. It has um, they don't do the whole jump scare thing. Um, they kind of leave some things to imagination. There is a little bit of, um, like, there's some scenes that are kind of like, wow, this is, you know, kind of Walking Dead, you know, gross, but not like so gross where I'm just going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't think that's an accurate description. And it was scary, but not like so scary I couldn't go to bed. I was watching this stuff like three or four in a row. We'll go right to sleep, no problem. But um, really the story is what got me on this. Uh, the casting too. Um, the actors they pick. Whoever did casting on this needs to win something. Uh, <laughs> actually, and whoever does the writing, the whole thing, the whole all the all the actors were great. Um, they did a really good job at making uh, you believe that these people are really siblings. I mean, mm. they have similarities. Yeah. And and the way they casted the adults and the children. Mm. You exact you know exactly who's who. It is amazing. And for me, I was a little worried because I have a hard time sometimes right. with okay, who's this kid? Who who's this kid and who's this kid? And when they jump back and forth like that, it's really difficult. But they don't you don't have that problem with the show. Hmm. And I don't even know how they did that. 
Right. And, and I'm I'm a simpleton when it comes to that kind of crap. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did a great job. Um, this show takes you through all the emotions. I mean, like you're you're uh, sad, you're happy, you're scared. You know, it, it's pretty. It's an emotional roller coaster. Um, and then it, I mean, it really ends well. And I don't want to oh. give away too much, but just to kind of give you the basic storyline. Basically, it's about a family who makes money off flipping houses, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, their whole lives are ruined with this last house, basically. The whole family is basically traumatized with this last house that they were going to flip and hopefully hopefully turn this one last house into like the big one because it would have been the biggest um it's like one last job right for the bank robbers right yeah. which is you know i mean which is typical of you know a lot of you know these, right <laughs> this but is it's a different show. twist yeah it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a different twist robbers. yeah but um uh it's very <laughs> tragic and uh each kid remembers it differently of course mm. you get to see it from different perspectives but this this has kind of a very cool element to the story and you see it from different angles at different times. Mm. Like different events happen. I don't want to give too much away because it is worth yeah. watching. Um, but it, it almost explains it later of what was going on. Mm. And it's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, really incredible how it comes back around mm-hmm. and why it occurs. It gives purpose to what's happening and what's going on and almost, um, I don't know how to describe it without giving away. But anyway, <laughs> you should go see it. Go watch it. Put it on your queue. Um, it's not. It's it's a good story. It's well written and the acting's incredible and the storyline's incredible and it ends happy. I'll say that. Huh. Okay. But I not saw, the way you uh, think. Stephen King really liked it. He said it was genius. Yeah. Stephen King said it was genius. You know, I just read. I, know I, <laughs> I like his his writing, but I don't always agree with his. Uh, some of his suggestions are great, but other right. times you're just like, "What?" But uh, he he saw an advanced preview of Overlord, right? The new J.J. Abrams, like, well, he's producing, not directing it, but the zombie Nazi film, right? And and he said that was great. He said it was like early Spielberg. Oh, cool! Like Jaws, Close Encounters type stuff. Oh man! So he he huh. really dug that. So well, then I'll go see that one too. Um. Yeah, Haunting a Hill House. Check it out. You know that? Do you remember that late '90s uh, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones haunting movie? Yeah, it's the same story. It's based off the same book. Oh, it is. It's based off the same. Oh, book. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I just looked it up, and apparently it got horrible. It well, like, they, they didn't do it well. Yeah, because yeah. it got a, on an internet movie database. It's a four point nine out of ten. <laughs> well, wow, that's but it's not based good. on the same book. It's based on the Haunting a Hill House. Interesting. So, what, what I like about I never saw that. What I like about the the Netflix series is it doesn't just tie in. I mean, what happens is one of the brothers grows up and he becomes a ghost writer, but he doesn't believe in ghosts himself, but he writes about ghosts. He writes ghost stories based on his house and he becomes very wealthy off of it. And the other siblings hate him for it Hmm. because their family's basically in shambles. Nobody's really keeping together. And some of them are really traumatized by what they witnessed. Oh, you understand why. But um, the house is basically calling them back. And a particular member is called back and it's all, all, all surrounded by her death. And it's like everything is happening again. Oh, geez. So it's really it's really crazy how they're tied back into it. Yeah. But, but they show, they flash back and forth between the time there and then the current time. 
and it's full circle and they sh- it's it's really incredible and it's heartbreaking man there's mm. some scenes you're just like oh my gosh because you don't know what's real and what's not real right that's the thing and and it really ties in this theme about um mental illness and how people don't i mean if really people communicate and just listen mm-hmm. it, you know things would be okay yeah it's uh, really cool that that frustrates me on shows like even back on daredevil like <clears throat> like i'm a guy who you know understands like you got to talk things out I, you know right closure with relationships and there were so many times with agent nadim where i was just like <laughs> someone needs to tell him like when, at the last couple episodes someone just needs to tell him he's a good man like he right needs, he just needs he to needs hear that, it yeah he needs to like he could yes he, he did would, stuff wrong but he he's redeeming himself he can like, turn this around yeah you know, five years with good time could be two and a half right yeah and that's and that's what pissed me <laughs> off about when him you know the second to last episode when he yeah dies basically kills himself and i'm just like what oh, it's brutal <laughs> no you're right um I mean, we're moving right along we uh, are man we're fast today so i watched man in the high castle season three nice and um you know, when this premiered season one, this was like Amazon's like flagship, like their entrance into original programming. Remember that? Like oh, it yeah. was like their first, like maybe their, maybe their yeah. first overall, but was. definitely their first big one. And um, and so it's you know based off of a Philip K. Dick novel. I never read it, and I don't know what his um, original story is, but you know, season one it was just basically an alternate universe. Right. Season two, and Philip K. Dick's a sci-fi writer, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he was. Uh, season two started getting more of the sci-fi. Season three, like, full on, it's a sci-fi show. Okay. And um, so I enjoyed season three more than two. Um, it's still, like, it's a good show, but it's kind of like... Missing something? Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of like network television on Amazon. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's they, almost that level of quality. It's almost like, I noticed with the first season, like, I felt like... It was good, mm-hmm. but what would happen is there's a little bit of too much lag time, and then things aren't yes. things aren't like um, pushed to pushed to the limits, right? You know what I mean? Like as far as like that excitement, like I don't know with like World War Two movies, like you're used to like being on edge, like with Saving Private right. Ryan, you're just like, oh my gosh, that that was close, that was close, that was close, right? And they don't have that in this where it's not, it, it it's they're being chased, right? But it's too safe. Like, yeah, they don't totally. just get away, right? You know, they don't have a Nazi who might be not agree with the ideology, and and maybe he he looks the other way and lets them go, right? Which would be like, oh, cool, that's cool, right? You know, I I uh, oh well, it had it, <laughs> it's getting a little better with that, oh, it is? Um, okay, but it's still like it's interesting. They brought on several new series regulars this season, oh, and then. You know, you didn't know this, but like halfway through the season or a little bit later in the season, they start killing off a couple of the original series regulars. Oh. And uh, so that was, those so twists were great. So that raises the stakes. Yeah, that was, those were great. Um, but they, you know, they kind of didn't know what to do with those characters anymore. Now they're going in a more sci-fi direction. And so, um, but even the other original characters that didn't die off, like, I feel like they changed too much since the past seasons. Like, mm. and it's like, so there's some sloppiness in that way. Uh, there's some sloppy storytelling where it's once again it's like it's only ten episodes, but it could have been shorter. Like they're as you're saying, like some of it's just dragging out. But they had some they had some of the best moments of the series were in season three. Wow. Um but it had a lot of sloppy moments too. So it's kinda like a mix. Like I wouldn't necessarily say you have to go watch it. But if you do, like it was good. Uh, I know they're re- renewed for at least one more season. I hope they don't go too many more seasons. Um 
because I can see how they can drag it out, but I'm just like, it really shouldn't. <laughs> no, it, really, it should be you should close it and then open up another, right series. I think Rufus uh, Sewell or Sewell or Sewell or however you say his name, uh, he's the uh, the main Nazi guy. You remember mm-hmm. him from season one? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you know, anytime you see him in a movie, he's excellent, and he's been great on this show. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good show, but it's not you know it's not, like, not going to uh, win any awards. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, what else have you been watching? Anything? No. Um, oh, watched uh, a lot of TV man. recently, man. There's just been a lot. Actually, I'll interrupt you. Uh, oh. Right before coming over here, we, I watched the first episode of Homecoming, the Julia Roberts Amazon show. Yeah, is that? I, I don't know. You're not, uh, you're not sure yet? <laughs> only, the episodes are less than a half hour long. Oh. And there's okay. only 10 episodes. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> uh, it's like a mystery. And... So, I mean, I don't know yet because they just were setting up a ministry, <laughs> but it's like only a half hour. So, it's like it didn't have enough time to really build into it. Right. Um, so, I'm sorry. What else have you been watching? Well, I was I was considering, you know, I guess House of Cards is about to be released or was released today. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to do that. But um, there's a cartoon that my kids, I've been watching with my kids. I, mean, I think I may have mentioned it Oh, you mentioned it to me. Yeah. Hilda's yeah. great. And then I found a show called Norseman. Have you seen that? I've heard of it. It's more of a comedy. Is it? Yeah, I've been watching that off and on. It's pretty funny. I started Sabrina, the new Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah. Um, it's a little too dark for me. It's a little creepy looking. And one well, dude, I yeah, I'm just gonna say it's too dark for me. That's yeah. rare for I you. I know. <laughs> it's it's just something that it if you watch it, you'll you'll see what I'm well, saying. Well I've seen even the previous just like it's real kind of satanic. I can't do it, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, this I can do Haunting of Hill House, but this I can't. It's weird. It's like meatloaf. Do anything for love, but I won't do that. You know? <laughs> it's really weird. It's really weird. Oh, uh, we need more meatloaf references on Nerding Daily. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, but I'm looking. I'm looking to do uh, the Apostle soon. Um, that looks creepy. I, it does. From and, the director of the Raid. Have you seen Raid? Uh Raid. Raid. Uh, it's the. Um, I don't think I have. It's a foreign action film, and it is awesome. It's good. Okay. Yeah, he's the director, so it's this. Uh, oh. Um. This these, this drug lord lives at the top of this like. Uh, housing Wait, complex. I have seen and that. This, yeah, this like bomb expert has, not he has bomb to expert, fight but, his like, way a SWAT up, expert. Right? Yeah, he has to fight his way to Dude, the top. Yeah, that movie. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, the raid. That movie's amazing. It is. And yeah. They have a sequel. I've heard it's really good, uh, but I haven't watched it. Raid, it, raid two. Oh no, I've seen it too because I watched it in a row. Is that good? Because they had it one night. Well, it's not as good as that first one. Yeah. I just t- came home. I turned it on, and I'm like, "What is this? No, it's it, awesome. It's almost got like a almost like a Matrix vibe kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so it's the same director as Apostle. And Apostle, oh. he's going for more of a horror look than okay. action. Um, but I like Dan Stevens. Well, you know, it's funny. I never liked Dan Stevens <laughs> until Legion. Oh, and yeah. And now yeah. I love Dan now, Stevens. Now he's like, like yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, I know his potential. It's so funny. I watched uh, two movies I watched that uh, I, f- I can say I finally watched. Finally saw I, Tonya. Man. Oh, did you? It took me forever to watch that movie. Yeah. I liked it. It's not bad, huh? It, no, it's not. You almost the, feel sorry for her. Oh, though. you really? Yeah. yeah, it's pathetic. Especially her mom. Um, and the acting, all that. around, oh, everybody, dude. they're good. Uh, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's okay. Here's something. So, back to Daredevil. Like Joanne mm-hmm. Wally, the who played his mom. Um, you know, she's been around for a long time. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff like Willow, but you know, things since then. Right. And she's a decent actress. She's not like amazing, <laughs> but. But one of my complaints is, and I think she did a great job for the show, but when she finds out that Matt found out that she's the mom, and oh. she goes down to his bed, 
Yeah. That's a really difficult shot. I had some theater training and uh, crying is is it's, hard. No, yeah. It's and not it's, an easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's one shot where she's kneels down on the bed, kind of realizes it and then breaks. And then she like, you know, kind of scream cries. And it, I actually took, it took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I thought it was, it, it was. It was overacting. It was bad. It was. It was bad. And and it's tough. And I'm sorry, Joanne, if you ever listen to this, I doubt you will. But like, I understand how difficult that is because it was like just one shot. You know, yeah, they couldn't. I you. Um, but I was already thinking about that. How how like, you know, she does a decent job, but she failed it there. Well, then in Itania, when she's doing the makeup near the end, yeah, and that's a single shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, she nails it. Now it's yeah, different. Yeah, it's completely different. It's it's but. more of a subtle like slip into despair, as into like you know crying, and it's just different. But it was a single shot, and and like right. oh, Margot Robbie nailed. She did. Yeah, so that, good. It it's a little disturbing. It is. It oh is. yeah, she looks like a, she looks like the Joker, dude. Like, no, I know, <laughs> and not Harley Quinn because I know she's no, but no, it's no. her clown makeup while she's like doing oh, this, but she's gosh. like crying and trying to smile, and it's like creepy. It's it's creepy because Margot Robbie's a beautiful woman, but not but that, that scene show. is so intense. It is. Oh, dude. Oh. I, yeah, she. I, I'm. Yeah. And then Sebastian Stan, you know Bucky from. And whoever would have thought a movie like that would be good? No, you know I know. I mean? Yeah, like you couldn't come out with it like. And it was hilarious. It, it was, was it was really funny. It was well written. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I Tanya. And then I watched. All right, all right, all right. You ready for this? Okay, here I go. I watched Jurassic World. Oh, you one. did. Have you seen it yet? No. All right. So, Robert, if you're listening, <laughs> all right. I'm talking to you here. So Robert hated yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah. All right. I mean, you should you should go back and listen to it. It's quite funny. Uh, you know yeah, his, his review. He of it. always has funny reviews. So I will say. I didn't hate it. Wow. Uh, really? It, okay. Here's the thing. It is a mess of a movie. <laughs> okay. But it's fun. Are you telling it's, me it's, it's fun? It's, it's you know, dinosaurs okay. eating people. I mean, it's, you know. All right. So here's okay. this. The movie is in two halves. All right. The first half is is decent. Like, it's, it's uh, I thought it was decent. I mean, Robert, <laughs> Robert's rolling his eyes right now. I oh, mean, totally. I can feel it. And uh, so the first half is more entertaining. How about that? Okay. And, um. Where they're actually on Isla Isla Nublar or however you say the name of the island, you know, and um, and there's this, you know, they have a cheesy villain that you know, you you have got dinosaurs, you don't need villains, but all these movies have <laughs> villains, you know, and uh, and so it's very cookie cutter in some of those regards. Now the second half, there is some terrible storylines, like you know, we've seen it in the previews with the one it opening the door, oh yeah, and walking, you know, reaching towards the girl in the bed. Yeah. It's just like it's a freaking dinosaur. It would just barge in there and eat her. Yeah, it's not gonna over. sneak up, right? And not open the door. Just break through the glass doors. <laughs> like just break through the doors. It's a very polite dinosaur, right? <laughs> so there's there's some real eye roll moments, and uh, but it, like I don't know, it still had some entertainment. Like okay, I definitely wouldn't. It's definitely not great. Um, <laughs> I mean, really. I enjoy that whole series, but really the first one's outstandingly amazing. Like it's great. Yeah. The first Jurassic world is decent. And then the rest of them, I can get the rest of them are okay. Right. 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 (laughs) And so this one, this one is the messiest of them all. Um, and most ridiculous of them all, but I still enjoyed it. Like it was, you know, seeing, 
if I was to do a dinosaur movie, I'd have a spaceship drop them off. Might as well. That's it. I mean, you might as well. I mean, just, what the heck? Just that's that's how they're going to get. They would away. have. Some, it, I mean, that's more realistic than some of the stuff in the new <laughs> Jurassic World for sure. <laughs> that's so. Funny. No, yeah, I mean, it's one of those like. Like I enjoyed the new Predator, right? And then when we when we uh, podcasted about it and started nitpicking it, like I'm like, okay, I still enjoyed it, but it wasn't me as good. too. It, yeah, yeah, it brought yeah. it down our podcast, but that's okay. And if if we if we sat here and all three of us discussed Jurassic World, it, it would definitely go down. It would, like, yeah, you, it's, you, it's one of those. When you don't dissect think about it, it, it ruins it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's no, got I some got terrible you. stuff. Now Ugh. here's the thing: it is they made some terrible choices. Okay, remember. Uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, Amazing Spider-Man. So the second yeah. one, they were too focused on future movies. And the right. second one had some messy stuff in it. Uh, so they're really, they knew ahead of time they were going to make a third Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. And so some of the worst choices in Jurassic World 2 is setting up Jurassic World 3. Uh, so the way Jurassic World 2 ends, the very end, I was thinking, okay, that could be kind of cool Okay, for Jurassic World 3. Um, but really, the way they got there was a mess. <laughs> it was just bad storytelling. They don't. They don't. Bad mar- writing. They don't marry a T Rex and a Velociraptor, do they? There's no wedding. I can't confirm <laughs> or kidding. deny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be horrible. Because <laughs> I know they're doing all those hybrids. All right. So, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, um, Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly are the writing duo behind the Jurassic World series, uh-huh. and um Colin Trevorrow was the director of Jurassic World and they both wrote it and then they both wrote this one even though it's a different director and now they're both writing the third one with Colin Trevorrow directing again and I'm telling you that's a mistake oh like <laughs> you know they made they need to do something else yeah they have someone different different writers right yeah and um you know they made one good movie in safety not guaranteed this indie film and now they've gotten this job they were hired on for Star Wars 9 right. and got fired I've I've heard that they're using still part of that script huh. that J.J. Abrams has helped rewriting it. Um, I really hope that's not true. I hope we don't see their names in the crest in the oh. in the credits. Maybe for story, but not for screenplay. Because um, mm. these guys are just kind of a mess. And because um, I enjoyed Jurassic World, but that kind of had some sloppy stuff. Well, in it too. I think I think the problem is, is they they're trying to take what should be a drama. Because that would I would love to see a Jurassic yeah. part that's a drama. Mm-hmm. And and they're t- trying to turn it more into just an action, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and just a, it's a vehicle but, for Chris Pratt, which Chris Pratt is right. incredibly charming and entertaining. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I enjoy yeah. him. No, I get it. You know, a ton. Yeah, but but but, but if they if you think about the first one, mm-hmm. it's more of a drama, man. Like it, it is. is sci-fi, and it's but intense. It, it is intense. Yeah, it's not so, as much humor. There's there's yeah. there's there's a um, little bit of what's like, the, what's the what's the term like when you have humor just to. Break the tension. It, it's just an like an icebreaker. Yeah. yeah, it's just there to kind of like uh, facilitate, like break the mood a little bit. But right. Yeah, it, comic yeah. relief. That's comic the, relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is some comic relief, but it's just actually kids trying to be kids, like them eating the Jello, and then you got that moment where it's a little bit of happiness, and then there's the shadow. Right. That, Mr. That, Hammond, I dude. think we're back in business. The <laughs> <Right>. raptor breaks through, like ah. Right. Oh man, yeah. the first one's dude, great. It is. That's back when Spielberg was Spielberg, man. Right. To the max. Right. And you can't like you can you know you can criticize him for some of the stuff he's done since then, but I mean, 1993. Who's ever had a better directing year than him? Right. He had Schindler's List and Jurassic, and Jurassic Park, Park in the same dude, year. That's someone That's gonna be the best year for a director. He was on ever. fire. <laughs> yeah. And those okay. movies are classic. One a slight challenge to that. 
who he's the credited director, even though I guess the I don't remember the story, but I think on both of these he wasn't even the main director. Oh. So that's why I don't count him. But 1939, huh? there's a guy named Victor Fleming. He directed the same year, Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. Oh, wow. But as I said, I don't think he was like the chief director, you know, kind of like right. there was other I, things going I'll on. I'll give but. him Wizard of Oz, but Gone with the Wind is a snooze fest for me. It is a snooze fest. It's, I agree. It's, there's not, some good it's parts. not terrible, but it's not as great as it's everyone says it is. It's just too long. It is Really I couldn't long. believe how long it is. Yeah. And both of those, I mean, if you think 1939, yeah. most of the movies were black and white. And both Dude. those are brilliantly in color. They right? are. They are. It's They're both great directorial works. Right. Um, but since there's, you know, controversy over with, you know, was it him or was it other people? Like Spielberg just straight up did Schindler's List and Jurassic yeah, Park dude. in the same freaking year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and both of those were groundbreaking in, oh, yeah. in different ways. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Right. I mean, you had the the graphics in Jurassic Park and the, the oh, level man. of intensity like that hadn't been seen before since Jaws. Mm. And then you had in Schindler's List uh, beauty and something tragic. Mm. And then the artistic touches that was kind of new for oh, Spielberg yeah. with the girl in the red coat. The girl in the coat, yeah. I mean, that was Genius. like... Yeah. Genius. And it was so subtle. Oh. Like some people didn't even notice. Right. Like how'd you miss that? Yeah. But anyway, it was a beautifully tragic film mm-hmm. and i mean you know you could see it was definitely both those movies definitely had a passion yeah even though they're completely different but yeah you're right good year for him yeah so what's so, next what what's are we next? doing what are you- um there's so many things i wanted to see first man but that just did not make money yeah and it's, and it's coming out of theaters i still haven't seen stars born jackie and i are gonna go see um we are gonna go see uh bohemian rhapsody okay yeah i want to know how that yeah. is uh, so we, we are, it's one of those that i want to see but not necessarily in theaters i'll let you know but it's getting really good i mean critically everybody like critics are saying rami malik i say his name mm-hmm. is outstanding but the movie's okay okay but but moviegoers think it's amazing well and it's probably people who love queen queen right so how can you hate it yeah it's a killer yeah queen <laughs> right it's killer queen, Get killer queen. Song, right? <laughs> yeah i got <gotcha. laughs> um so overlord's out next week oh, I, i'm kind man. of like i just there's so much that art artsy stuff that's coming out i right. don't know if i want to use my time to go see overlord i want to see it don't get me wrong and i and my daughter's got really good grades and she might choose that so i might go okay I'll let well you know. my kids i think want to see the grinch oh yeah the grinch oh I, dude it's kind of fun it does benedict cumberbatch yeah this people who made Despicable Me, like that's got some stuff. Um, I think Widows looks kind of cool, like the female bank robbing movie with a really great cast. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I oh yeah, I did see previews for that. I did. I forgot about that. Green Book's supposed to be yeah. So most of it's artsy stuff for me, like Green Book, The Favorite, uh, Field Street Could Talk. So I mean, those next couple weeks are that. I, I would say in December there's a lot more, like The Mule with Clint Eastwood looks mm-hmm. fantastic. That looks incredible. I want to see Mortal Engines. I don't know if it'll be any good, but visuals looks pretty great. And I like Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. As Aquaman, what do you think? You think you're going to see that? I don't know. I'm, I think I will. I, I'm going to wait. See what people think. All right. I don't know if I'm digging Aquaman. Right. Um, on on Netflix, we've got um, the Chris Pine Scottish movie, uh, Outlaw King. I think I'll check it out. And okay. then um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Coen Brothers. <laughs> their anthology western it's going to be on netflix that's cool yeah i'm excited about that so there's some there's some good things coming up yeah and then roma on in december on netflix roma 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it. Yeah, I guess it's we it. We covered a ton, and it's less than an hour. This has been friend. the fastest we've ever done. I think, I think it's because I actually had some coffee <laughs> when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. All right, man. We'll chat at you guys later. Until next time.